Hello, welcome to the Babel and the Bible podcast. This is Hannah, and I'm sick again, but I didn't want it to stop me from recording because, well, I wasn't because I was coughing a lot, and I didn't want just the, the recording to be all coughing, so I'm congested, so I sound a little bit weird. Um, but today, we're just going to be going into Ephesians, but the more specific topic is unity, um, and we'll be bouncing around uh, a lot with that, and this might end up being two parts because it's all of Ephesians that we're going to be going through, and it is six um, chapters. So, let's get started. <clears throat> so, in the first letter of Ephesians, it's called The Blessings of Redemption. Uh, I'm not going to be reading through the entire book of Ephesians, even though that's something I'd like to do later on, like actually read. Um, but we're just going to be looking at specific verses and then kind of talking about uh, what, like, really the meaning is behind it. Because I don't want to take, like, I don't know, that'd be like five hours of dismantling the entire book of Ephesians. So, uh, yes, the blessings of redemption. And we're going to be looking at... Uh, Chapter 1, verse 5, right here. He predestined us to adopt us as sons through Jesus Christ himself, according to the kind intention of his will. Also, this, uh, like, the especially the unity topic is kind of just taken straight from my youth pastor, which uh, he, he watched a concert video. So if you're watching this, uh, I, I give you credit. So it's, yeah. Um. Yeah, he pre, uh, predestined is kind of the, the word, the topic in this verse that I specifically want to point out. Um, and then I have little, I have really long notes in Ephesians. And so right here it says, he predestined us. Uh, oh, I can't even read my own handwriting sometimes. I, what does that say? Why can't I read my own handwriting? I'm so sorry. This is so weird. Uh, knowing what we'll do in our fate, God doesn't make us do things. It's our job to follow him if we so choose. We have redemption through believing in Christ, but also following Christ. You have to make an effort to grow your relationship with God, not just the aspect of religion. By believing in Christ, we gain inheritance, access uh, to his kingdom with him for eternity. I still don't know what the very first part says. It says he predestined us, giving us, oh, uh, will but knowing what we'll do with our fate. Um, I do believe in free will. I think uh, the hard thing to wrap your head around is you have free will, but he already knows what you're going to do in the first place. So it's like, oh, I can't do anything that he's not going to know about, so I don't have free will. Uh, but I would argue that, that we do have free will. Because, um, like, even from the start of man, I'm like, I, God definitely he like he he knew that he was gonna be sending Jesus down because uh, humans are gonna mess up, uh, and then right here, a little farther in in my notes, it says Christ is the head of the church and we are the body. We aren't less important, but He leads and we follow Him. And so the less important part is kind of interesting because when you think of a kingdom, you think of like the king and all the royal staff, and then you think of like the peasants or whatever. But uh, in heaven, I imagine it being, instead of like a kingdom, um, it's almost more like a school, but like a really laid back school where you have teachers, but like they're your friends, kind of. And going a little bit farther in here, uh, I'll just read some of like my, my favorite ones that I put in here. Uh, 
1-7, in him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. And uh, the second half of 10, and the beginning half of 11, uh, in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth, in him we have also attained, obtained an inheritance. So that goes back to like the the kingdom, the, the school, the body predestined stuff. And then uh, I'm just going to go over straight to chapter 2. It's made alive in Christ. And I actually highlighted the made alive part because that's one of my favorite songs by citizens. Um, and right here, I think. Sorry, I, I color code my notes better now. But here it's all just random colors. So I don't know what's what. And 3 says, among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging of the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. And right here, my notes, I said, we're all sinners, even the nicest people we know. We don't go to heaven just for being good people, but for being good Christians, or people who devote their lives to Christ. So, disciples. Right here, uh, 2, 9, and 10, or sorry, it's just 10. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. And right there, I highlighted and said missions because we're created to do good works and to spread the word and to walk with God. Um, so that made me think of missions. Let me just flip the page right here. Uh, we're going to go to chapter, all right, actually right here, 2.17. And he came and preached peace to you were far away and peace to those who were near and then 18 uh for him for through him we both have our access in one spirit to the father so if you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow fellow citizens of the saints i underlined that one because it was also the citizens and saints um and then 17 he came and preached peace to you that one is quoted in my bible right here is also being in Isaiah and Romans, Romans 10, 14, and Isaiah 57, 19. Um, and my whole Bible actually has cross-references on the side. I have a note Bible, so it has note-taking area on the side and it has cross-references on the inside. And we're just going to go ahead and go to chapter 3. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also put some more Body of Christ stuff because a lot of it right here... Uh, actually, the the reason I went back in Ephesians was because we were in Ephesians a little bit on uh, Sunday first service because we were talking about revelations and the the seven trumpets, right? Oh, I don't. I hope I'm not getting anything wrong. Um, and so this part says like there's a mystery in the revelation that that's like a different topic. Um, you can't strengthen the inner you that makes you you without Christ. And that's basically like changing your core because I know before I was Christian, I was a lot different and I would not have changed as much as I did if I was not Christian. Um, Jesus died so you could have a relationship with God, not just so you could do whatever you want and still go to heaven. Um, and I think people t really take that for granted. I do have some friends who believe you have to be a disciple to get into heaven, not just a Christian. So like actually be wanting to follow Christ and not being one of those people who's like, oh, I can sin because I'm forgiven anyways. They're basically saying those people won't go to heaven, which I don't honestly have an opinion on because I haven't thought too much about it. Um, Cause I was just always 
in my head like oh anyone who believes in him goes to heaven and then i think of complete awful people that believe in him and it's like if they're complete awful people i don't think they really believe in him if that makes sense and then uh 3 14 for this reason i bow my knees before the father 15 for whom every family in heaven and earth desires the same that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power throughout his holy spirit in the inner man so that christ may dwell in your hearts knowing through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints in his uh breadth and length and height and depth uh that was a really weird word right there at the end uh, but i actually have that whole section and then i have so this is uh 14 through 21 um, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, so that you may be lifted up with the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. So right here, uh, 14, bowing my knees, uh, your sins are washed away through Jesus. And there's a whole concept of worship right there. Um, feeling guilt as the perfect man is what Christ felt, I feel like, because there was almost a, a pressure on him even if it's not uh, necessarily always talked about and uh that 17 bit right there christ may dwell in your hearts through faith uh knowing god is in me and in christians just like i just love thinking like like god is like working through me it's so cool um and then we've got a lot of verses written up here and i think because I didn't look at the ones that I quoted, but there's Luke 14, 26, Matthew 6, 24, and Matthew 5, 29, and Jesus and money. So I think that is, it's either tying into the unity topic or it's tying into him fulfilling us abundantly. Um, you can feel free to look at those yourself, but I'll have a different topic on that. Okay, finally, unity of the spirit. This is where I go super in-depth and you get super annoyed because it's been 10 minutes and that's a lot of time because it felt like two. So, unity of the spirit uh, with all, sorry, uh, four, two, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, show, showing tolerance for one another and love. God loves unity and when there are people who break that unity, it almost... Uh, takes away the meaning of church and what it was meant for in the first place so some notes i have right here um uh, a prayer through the holy spirit is back in three according to the glory of his riches his riches because they're they're given to us by him through grace and that was also three um doo -doo 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 -doo. yes god loves unity faith stands firm uh, be rooted in it and if somebody is constantly breaking that unity um, there's a chance that they or not even a chance but they might not even be living for Christ if that's something that's a constant reoccurrence um, and there was another thing that said uh, oh I wrote mediator right here because uh, 4 verse 8 is quoting another i think it's quoting a psalm and it says when he ascended on high he led captive a host of captives and he gave us gifts to men and that's the song mediator which is why i wrote mediator but god is also a mediator so you know 
and God is omnipresent, so he's everywhere and in all of us all at once. That's also a tough thing to wrap your head around, but I feel like the main thing here is faith, and God will always give us better outcomes than what we ask. Um, It's like a thing, an illustration that I saw of a girl, she had a teddy bear, and Jesus was like, I like you need to give this to me it'll be better than before and behind his back is like a huge teddy bear or whatever and it reminds me of a one of my favorite verses in John from the Mexico mission trip I went on which is also going to be a separate video so I won't talk about it right now um and there's no room for pride in Christ so be gentle and humble we don't tolerate sin we tolerate the person or or sorry um yeah, because we, we do not tolerate sin, but we tolerate people. But um, people aren't the issue. Sin is the issue, if that makes sense. All of us are responsible for maintaining unity, and we should walk in the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot more on the next page. So this is uh, 17, starting of uh, the Christian's walk, which is the, the separate um, thing in 4. So right here. Uh verse 19 and they having become callous have given themselves over to sensuality in the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness but you do not learn christ in this way so this is the idea that sin darkens our understanding and unbelievers are separated from god and they're excluded from that kingdom they have um I wouldn't say more of those ungodly qualities, but they don't strive to have uh, the godly qualities that Christians should be looking for. Callous means losing the ability to feel, and we aren't excluded um, from sin or temptation. We just have a better outlet to deal with it, is how I think of it. And... Right here. Where'd it go? Okay. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger be clever and slander be put away from you along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God has forgiven you. So the definition of slander right here is spreading false information to ruin someone's reputation. There's a difference between gossip and slander. Gossip can just be talking about somebody to talk about them with no uh, direct... Oh, what's the word? No intent to actually like ruin your reputation. Um, they're just talking about you in bad ways to talk about you, and then they move on to another person. A slanderer is someone who is directly going after you because they have a grudge or whatever. Um, and verse 30, so we're going back a little bit. Uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are seeing the day of uh, redemption. So you can make God sad. You can grieve the holy spirit you can give him grief uh you can be bitter angry loud a liar and make god sad so try to make him happy do the you you realize that in the bible it says all these good things we're supposed to do and it says all these bad things we're supposed to do and there's a direct like opposite there it says live in purity don't be sexually impure um like you know what I mean? It's very, it's pretty black and white when it comes to de- uh, decision making in the Bible, which is weird. Why so many Christians have so such different opinions and 
opinions and topic on, topics on different things. And I think that's because the Bible can just be interpreted in so many different ways. Um, and this goes a little bit into chapter five right here. But this video is getting to 16 minutes, so I think I'll dive a little bit deeper into Ephesians 4, and then I'll make a separate video on 5 and 6, because uh, the armor of God is also another one of like my favorite passages in the Bible. So, uh, 26, be angry, do not sin, don't let the sun go, or do not let the sun go down on your anger. So, try to fix it before the day is over, is what it's saying right here. And something that I was thinking about was whatever you struggle with most, uh, the devil is going to lean into that pretty heavily. And I would honestly say just listen to some worship music. I Let me pull it up real quick. I've been listening to this my worship playlist on repeat. It's like seven hours. It's like all the songs we've sung for worship before, except for a few that I really like that uh, we haven't done yet. And... For the heat wave, our summer camp, there was some really good songs that we sang, but the ones that I put on when I just, like, need some encouragement is Come What May by We Are Messengers. Um, I also put on, one second, Waymaker from Foundation, Praise, 10,000 Armies, Holy Ghost, Back to Life, All Hail King Jesus, Lord Send Revival, and Undone. Please, I said this in the last one, in the concert one, please go listen to Undone by Floodlines. Please. It's so good. They have like 26 monthly listeners. And they have one album from 2015. Please, it's so good. Please. I beg of you. Anyways. Uh, and I would really encourage, if you're having some issues with gossiping or people are gossiping about you uh just really read ephesians 4 because i can't go into every single verse because that would take too long um because the when we have the spirit we put on a new self which is in the likeness of god and we've been created in righteousness holiness and truth that's verse 24 and what i would say for people who have been baptized who are continuing to act exactly like Ephesians 4 is going against. Um, I struggle to believe that they're really a believer and that they really want to follow Christ because all their actions are showing that they do not want to. Um, so I think, oh yeah, and the, I think the last thing I'm going to wrap up with, let's go back to 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God has also forgiven you. If people are slandering you, you have to forgive them. Um, because forgiveness is better than holding on to a grudge. If you're constantly angry at this person, it's only going to make it worse. So you're just going to have to forgive them. And I know that you're like, oh, they don't deserve forgiveness. I totally get where you're coming from. But we don't for we don't deserve forgiveness, but God, God gives it to us anyways. So we need to act like him in that sort of situation. Um, and if this if a person is close to you, and they do it over and over and over again, break ties, forgive them, move on. They don't need a second thought. They don't need another uh, minute of your time. And you can just keep living your life for Christ. And they'll go down whatever path they choose. Um, because we can't really change the way people think. We can encourage them to change. We can tell them they should change. But sometimes they just won't. 
and uh, if you can't avoid this person, I it's a similar road. I don't really know what to say about that because I've asked a few people this question and I would get very different answers. You can either go somewhere else and it would sort of keep you more stable, fix your mental, whatever. Uh, the other way people phrase it is running away. And there's like a line you're kind of walking across where it's like, well, sorry, I'm tired. I don't know why. This thin line you're walking across of, am I running away because I don't want to deal with it? Or am I moving away because this is like destroying my soul kind of a thing? So uh, take that as you will. This is the longest episode I've recorded. And that's pretty cool. So I guess I'll just record another one right after this of the rest of Ephesians because like, my voice needs a break and people are going to see that it's 20 minutes and be like, oh, I don't want to listen to that whole thing. So I'll leave you all with that. Thank you for listening to the Bible Bible podcast. I'm pretty sure I said my name at the beginning. It's Hannah. It also said it right there on the screen. I'm very forgetful, but it has been 20 minutes. So cut me some slack. Um, and yeah. I'm a little anointed one. That's cool. And another topic I'm hopefully going to go over today is gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk a little bit about mine because I I like talking about them. And it's weird because whenever I was younger, I would do something cool. I'd tell people about it. And then they'd be like, well, you're bragging. And it apparently it's bragging because I did something cool and wanted to share it with people. But uh, when I start talking about my spiritual gifts, I say it in a way of, I'm really glad God gave me this to spread out other people. Um, because I have exhortation and hospitality. And uh, I really wish I had tongues, but I don't. And I kind of hope that's something that I gain one day. But I also, I'll also talk about like what each of them means, because there's a lot. There's like over 20 listed in the Bible. There's a bunch in one section of, I think it's 1 Corinthians, sorry if I'm wrong. Um, and it might be second. No, I think it's 2 Corinthians. And I'm just really excited to talk about it because exhortation is uh, really cool. And it's kind of like what I'm doing right now. It's different than teaching. Let me actually look it up real quick with my pad. Uh, exhortation. I want to look at the biblical, but in the Bible. Okay. Uh, to strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. So basically advice. So I'm here telling stories, reading the Bible, giving advice. And maybe one of my gifts coming out is going to be like teaching or whatever. Um, I've always wanted to, I mean, of course, women aren't pastors. I wouldn't be a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor, but I would like to speak at churches and give short talks, uh, either based on my testimony or uh, Ephesians or Philippians or just anything, really, because I love it so much. Because um, really what I want to do is help people. And I want to start with helping people that already know God, because I feel like that'd be easier to start out with. And then I want to slowly reach out, go on to the street and out into the world and be like, hey, uh, did you hear about this really cool thing? Can I tell you a bit about what happened to me and how it helped 
all that kind of stuff. Because people who don't believe in God can go against anything in the Bible, they'll probably have some sort of rebuttal for it. Um, but they can't rebuttal your testimony, which is why your testimony is probably the most powerful thing about your faith that you can share with people. So, sorry, that uh, outro was four minutes. Um, I'm going to go now. Thank you for listening to the Bible Bump podcast, and I'll catch y'all later. Thank you.